Hey, y'all. I'm Portia, and this is the Golden Time of Day podcast. Today, we're going to talk about my womb. Yes, my womb. And why people need to stay out of its business. I'm a mother. I have one child. He's eight years old. And guess what, y'all? I don't want any more children. I'm good with one. But the real question is, why is that so difficult for people to accept? When I say people, I mean friends, family, and strangers alike. It seems to be taboo to have one child in this world. It's very interesting. For years, when I would say I'm good with one, I would be met with, are you sure? You'll probably change your mind. I don't think you should um, make that decision right now. You're probably, you'll probably change your mind. Or, but what if you meet a man and he wants kids? I always said, if I meet a man that wants kids, that means that man is not for me. And I'm okay with that. For a while, after I had my son, maybe, you know, a few years, there may have been some moments where I was open to maybe having another one. With my future husband, I entertained the idea, but I knew deep down inside I was good with one. I feel like I had my golden time of day, probably when my son was about three or four, maybe a little bit before he turned four, when I really was just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good with one. I don't need any more. I don't want any more. I don't desire <laughs> any more. Um, and it's mostly because I know myself. And that's always the funny part to me is people who are telling me what I should want. Like they know me better than I know me. I'm pretty self-aware, especially when it comes to how I feel about children. And I'm just going to keep it a buck. I've never really been so, you know kid friendly. <laughs> I was never really concerned about kids when I was childless um, years ago when people around me were having children. I mean, I told myself that I wanted to have kids in the future, but it wasn't like something that I was rushing to do, dreaming and fantasizing about. I wasn't really the friend or the auntie who was like, send the kids with me. They can come with me. No, nope, that was never me. <laughs> and I know some people who are listening to this who know me are probably laughing because y'all know that's not me. Still to this day, that's not me. Just because I'm a mom and I have a kid doesn't mean I want to take all the kids on a trip, have them stay the night at my house. No, nope, I'm good with mine. <laughs> but 
I know that about myself. And I said to myself, even if I met my husband tomorrow and we were wealthy and we could hire a nanny and a clean lady and all of the things, and I fell madly in love with him, I still would not have another child. That's how I knew I was for real. Some people think, oh, you're only saying that because you're a single mom and you don't have help and you probably are just traumatized because you don't want to do it by yourself again. That could be true. But I don't think that's really it. I think that might add to the reason why I don't want any more. Yes, I'm a single mother and I'm not a single co-parenting mother. I am a single solo parent. So I don't have that other parent to lean on to get a break from. So it has been a little different for me because it's my son and I every day, day in, day out. That's just what it is. But like I said, if I meet my dream husband tomorrow and I get all of the support that I need to be able to birth another child, I still don't want to do it. And that's okay. And I want everyone to accept that as being okay. Not just for me, because I know we are talking about my womb today, but, and I, I can't speak for women, all women, but I know there are other women who feel the same way I do. I know plenty of women who are like, I'm good with one. I got one. That's all I need. That's all I want. And I can relate to them every time. But society tells us, I don't know when this happened, but society has told us that having one child is like a crime or something. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get what it is. I think everyone should just allow women to make the choices that they want to make with their bodies. Um, Men and women included. Allow us to choose what we want to do with our lives, with our bodies, especially if you are a person that's not going to be involved in the raising of these children that you want us to have. That part. Are you going to be changing diapers? Are you going to be buying diapers? Will you be babysitting? Are you paying for child care? Because that was one hell of a bill that I'm glad I don't have to pay for anymore. I know it might sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. This is real life for me. And I know, like I said, I know myself. Back to the golden time of day joint. There's a time in your life when you find out who you are. I know myself. I know that part about myself. And I am very sure about that part of myself. I I started, you know, looking into getting my tubes removed, talk to my gynecologist about it and everything. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're good. You know, you're over 35. You can do that. That's fine. That's another thing that makes people go, oh, my God, gasp. No, why would you do that? You don't know. That's so permanent. You don't know. Listen, I'm doing it because I want to. That's it. And that's all. That's that's it. That's all. I want to. That's all.
I know women who have done it before, whether they have two kids, four or one, it was their decision. And that's something that I would like to do. I haven't done it yet, but it's on my to-do list. (laughs) So it's okay, people. It's not the end of the world when someone tells you they want to take their tubes out. If a man tells you he wants a vasectomy, would you have the same reaction? Probably not. But there is a tweet that I saw a few months back from at hip hop and hoodoo. Because I do give credit where credit's due. And it says, a lot of people don't want kids. They want babies. What will you do when your 12-year-old has opinions, hobbies, and interests different than yours that talks back and ignores you? You can't pick it up and make a nap like a baby. That kid needs patience. Can you afford that? That's my mantra right there. That tweet explains everything that I live by. And when people say they have baby fever, I always laugh because I'm like, okay, (laughs) we'll see how long that lasts. That's exactly what you have, baby fever. You want a baby. But people forget that babies grow up. Babies are cute. They're cuddly, they smell good, they're just so cute, but they don't stay babies forever. And I noticed that, and let me just say this, I'm not shaming anyone for having multiple children. That's not what's happening here. I'm talking about me. But I will say that I noticed that when people have children and their kids get to be about five, Then they start having baby fever all over again. And then they have another baby because they have baby fever. But once again, that baby is going to be five and 10 and 15 one day. And I don't know. I just feel like that's not the way to go. I never have baby fever. (laughs) Babies are beautiful. But I don't, I know that if I have one, I'm going to have to take care of that baby. So I've always been just a realist and the realistic fact in my life is that parenting is the hardest thing that I've ever done. And sometimes when people hear me say that, they automatically think I'm talking about the financial part, but... Interestingly enough, the financial part hasn't been super hard for me. I've had my moments. Yeah, we all have. But it's not the finances. It's the emotional part. It's the mental part. It's the actual raising of the child. It's the actual teaching that we have to do as parents. We are literally raising little humans who will eventually become adults. Um, I think that's something that we always have to remember is that they're not going to be children forever. And their childhood is something that shapes them. And they will carry 
throughout their life, the things that they learned in their childhood, the things that they experienced in their childhoods. And every time I deal with one of my son's moods or he has something smart to say to me or he's giving me his opinion, um, or he, you know, just remember that they might be little, but they're still human beings. They have emotions, they have feelings, they have opinions. Um, and we have to manage our emotions and theirs. It's hard. It's really hard. Definitely a challenge that I know I signed up for when I decided to bring him into this world. But I think that's a piece that's lost because there is a struggle aspect to it in other areas. Some people can't really focus on the raising and the mental and emotional pieces because they are just trying to survive because they are trying to feed and clothe their children. So they can't do both. And then of course it goes back into us as adults and our trauma and what we've been through and how that can be projected onto our kids or we can try and get the help that we need so we won't project it onto our kids and give them a different childhood that we may have had or try and become a little bit more emotionally intelligent. But as you can see, there's layers to this parenting thing. And it really doesn't end. Whether your kids are adults or not, it continues. But my eight-year-old has feelings and he's expressing himself a lot more now. And that's something that I always prayed for him to do. At one point, he wasn't talking as much. And now that he is, I just got to roll with it. But I still have to teach him the ways of the world. I have to teach him so many things. And I think that's part of what gives me a little bit of anxiety just about being a parent in general is all of the teaching that we have to do. And it's going to be some stuff we miss. You never know what your kid is going to come home from school telling you about what may have happened. Nobody wants their child to be bullied. Nobody wants them to have to feel any pain. But this comes with life. And so that tweet spoke to me because it's true. What will you do when your 12-year-old has opinions, hobbies, and interests that are different than yours? And they talk back and they ignore you. I know a lot of people that are going through that right now with their preteens and their teenagers. The ignoring is a big one. <laughs> the talking back is a big one as well. But also the difference in hobbies and interests, like that's a huge one. You know, it's a lot of parents out here that are trying to live vicariously through their children. And I know that's a topic for a different day. 
But those are all the things that come with raising kids. So I say all that to say. Just be mindful of of what you say when you approach women, when you're asking about their wombs. Instead of saying, when you go have more kids, maybe you can just ask them if they want to have more children or any children at all. But don't, you know, you never know what women are going through. You never know if they're trying to have kids and can't. It's a very touchy subject. Don't judge people for not wanting to have more than one child. Don't judge people for not wanting to have children, period. Just don't judge. And stop asking about our wombs. Stay out of their business. We deal with enough as it is. There's a lot of politicians out here trying to control our wombs as it is. So keep your judgment. And honestly, you can keep your questions, honestly. (laughs) But at this point, I'm very, very secure in my response. I'm confident in what I want. And I'm good with my one son. Talk to y'all later.